On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we look ahead to the 2019 MLB draft and who from this province might turn some heads in early June. Welcome to episode 33 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Many high school and college baseball players have circled June 3rd on their calendars as that will mark the beginning of the three-day Major League Baseball draft. There are more than a few athletes from our province who are hoping to get a phone call saying they've been chosen. In 2018, Edmonton's Eric Sabrowski was the first from Alberta to be taken, with the San Diego Padres drafting him in the 14th round, 411th overall. When all was said and done, Spruce Grove's Leron Smith was also taken, as was Vauxhall Academy's Damiano Palmagiani and Okotoks Dogs alumni Cody Funderburk, Greg Cullen, and Michael Gretler. Who will get the call this year? It's a great question, especially when you look at the Canadian Baseball Network's rankings of draft-eligible Canadians. Topping the list for quite some time has been Calgary's Cesar Valero at Dogs Academy. He, along with teammates Micah McDowell and Aiden Macris, have garnered a lot of attention with the national junior team over the winter. Add them to the list that also includes Vauxhall Academy's Adam Mako and former Jet Josh Bergman, and there could be quite a few familiar names called. We'll start this episode off with Jeff Duda at Dogs Academy to talk about the players he's coached and what teams can expect out of them. We also got into his scouting responsibilities for the Washington Nationals. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Let's talk first and foremost about the upcoming MLB draft. I know you have one kid in particular from Dogs Academy that a lot of people have been paying a lot of attention to over the last little while, obviously being Cesar Valero. Uh, talk a little bit about what this kid brings to a lineup and what kinds of things people are excited uh, about him. Uh, well, I, I think the one of the things a lot of people might not necessarily know about Cesar is just the kind of kid he is. Uh, you know, he's always one of the first ones in the building and one of the last to leave. Uh, he's worked his tail off to get to where he's at now. And, you know, he, he's a he's a great teammate, uh, not only on the 18U black team, but also in the indoor facility. If there's a peewee in there or whatever, he'll take down balls with just about anybody and, you know, take some swings and try and help kids out. You know, he's a great teammate and a great person. And, uh, you know, he's he's definitely a special kid to have around. Uh, in terms of his skill set, I think the biggest thing is his bat. You know, uh, when you when you talk about a player, you know his uh, his ability to hit. There haven't been too many high schoolers uh, that I've seen in in recent memory that can really swing it like he can. Um, you know, and and obviously he can run a little bit, and you know it's. Uh, but I, I think the bat's what's getting all the attention at this point. When you look at his progression from when he first started at Dogs Academy, did you know right off the bat that this guy was going to be a gamer? Uh, you know, when he first showed up, he was, I want to say, 13 at the time. Um, you know, and there's definitely, you know, a different sound off of his bat even at that age. Uh, you know, you definitely you definitely could tell he had a feel for hitting and uh you know, you knew you knew that uh, you know. Basically, looking at his dad and his parents in general, you know, in, in the way he was built at that time, that he was going to grow a little bit. You just didn't know how much, kind of thing, obviously. But 
you know, it was it was definitely something special at that age, and it's just been a, a yearly progression where it just keeps getting better and better. How proud are you of watching his progression and the things that he's accomplished? And, you know, you look at the rankings and how well he does on that side of things, and just uh, watching him has had to have been a bit of a treat for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, along the way, he's had some hiccups, but he, he's, you know, obviously, you know, being a position player, you're going to deal with a lot more failure on the offensive side of things. And, uh, you know, not once has he let those failures knock him down and, and hold him back. He's, he's learned from it. And, and this year you can really see a difference in his, his ability to track the pitches that he's seeing and, and you know, laying off of the, the off-speed and the dirt and the high fastballs. The game has slowed down for him. And, uh, you know, he's he's definitely uh, – he's been our one of our top productive uh, hitters so far this season. Obviously, we haven't had him too often being with Team Canada. Um, you know, just, just seeing how, you know, he's handled all the expectations and, and what's come along with, you know, being one of the top prospects in Canada, uh, he's handled it tremendously well. And I know myself and the rest of the coaching staff can be more proud of him and in the way he's handled himself on and off the field. And he seems to really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, he's got a bright future in the game, that's for sure. What kinds of things are you telling him to work on? What kinds of things do you think he needs to refine to get to that point where he is being noticed even more than he is right now? Well, I think with Tyler and Allen, you know, they've really worked on the, the, the mental side of things and, and uh, you know, teaching them the right approach at the plate and, you know, uh, just learning how to, you know, pick up uh, on pitchers' tendencies and such. Um, you know, learning the, the little intricacies of the game. Uh, mechanically, the swing's pretty darn good. Uh, you know, there hasn't been much in the way of tweaking that. I know I know they've been trying to get him in his back hip a little bit more. Uh, you know, that was about a year ago, and Tyler Allen really haven't had to adjust that at all. It's really just, you know, focusing on those intricacies of the game. And then on the defensive side of things, uh, myself and Val Heldobler have been, you know, trying to help him with his throwing. Um, you know, the glove, it's there. He's got the range, uh, but the arm has been a little bit inconsistent this year. Um, you know, just, you know, working on arm strength and getting a feel for the ball kind of thing and, uh, learning the different arm slots and such. Uh, we've really been working on that quite a bit this, this last year. Um, and he continues to show some progression there. Um, he also gets work in the outfield as well. Actually, I I think he played in left field today for Team Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's probably an above-average defender in the outfield, uh, which is something you know goes a long way in the draft. Uh, having that ability to be, you know, somebody that could play the middle of the infield or corner infield, corner outfield. If I had to guess, he'll probably end up corner outfield at the next level. When you look at some of the the talent that you've had come through, and this year is no exception, you've always you've always had a few. And one of the other guys that uh, has gotten some attention, particularly from the junior national team, was Aiden Macaris. Talk a little bit about that kid and what he's brought to not only the program but also uh, just in terms of you know baseball Canada and that kind of thing. Yeah, Aiden, Aiden's been with us uh, for quite a while now. This is uh, his sixth year in the academy, and We've had the chance to watch him grow up right in front of our own eyes and, uh, you know, always bring the positive attitude to the field. He's definitely one of our leaders on and off of it. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely that vocal leader that we've needed on that black team this year, uh, more so than, 
And, you know, well, I shouldn't say more so, you know, just as much as he has been by example because, you know, once again, he's been one of our, our top guys. He's been the, the catcher behind the plate that's been getting the, the majority of the workload, especially as of late, um, you know, and he's hitting four ahead of Caesar there. So, uh, you know, he, he's a, obviously an important bat in the lineup for us as well. But, uh, yeah, I feel like he's kind of flown under the radar a little bit uh, up to this point. You know, just with Caesar, you know, garnering so much attention, even early on in his youth. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, Aiden is really, you know, coming to his own a little bit this year and, and you know, let people know, hey, I'm here too kind of thing and you know, I can play the game. Um, you know, he, he's just a great kid to have around, him, him and Caesar both. Talk a little bit about just the the year that your program has had, and even the last few years. I mean, there's been those success stories that have rolled through. It's got to make uh, make it all kind of pay off for you, and it's got to make you feel uh, real proud about the the job that you guys as coaches are doing, but also the players that are uh, buying into what you guys are trying to sell. Yeah, uh, you know, definitely over the last uh, three four years, it's, it's kind of taken off to a whole other level in terms of. Uh, not only what we're doing uh, at tournaments in terms of winning them and such, uh, but also the players are, you know, uh, moving on to bigger and better things than, than they ever did before. Uh, it, it's nice to it's nice to see that the the guys that have you know come as early as Tyler Hollick in that first graduating class that kind of laid the foundation for what the academy is now. Um, and Jordan Procession and Matt Lloyd and those guys, you know, having great college careers, and and not only that, but being better uh, people off the field, you know, better young men, they're, they're ready for the workforce kind of thing if pro ball doesn't come calling. Uh, I, th- I think that's the most satisfying part is just seeing the guys come back each year, uh, you know, seeing the level of maturity and, and uh, you know, the understanding of, you know, just what it does take to be able to play at that next level and to perform in the classroom and on the field and all that. It's definitely a, a very rewarding uh part of our job is just seeing those guys getting that opportunity and and relishing in it and taking advantage of everything that comes their way. It's got to mean a lot as well to you guys to have guys like Precision coming back and and giving in ways, whether it's through camps or just having conversations with guys, that kind of thing, to be able to to show the younger guys, hey, you know what, you guys can aspire to something greater than, you know, just a couple of years or a cup of coffee in pro ball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Jordan's been coming back ever since uh, ever since he signed with the Red Sox, and now he's with the Dodgers, of course. Uh, you know, he works with their catchers daily, uh, works with the hitters daily. Uh, he's always got some, you know, some stories and uh, you know to share about you know up and coming prospects and such, and you know just talk to our guys about the game at the next level, giving them that that different uh, you know perspective on things from somebody that's actively playing. You know the daily, uh, the daily grind of of, of this game, and uh, you know I think our kids really enjoy uh, having them back here every off season, and uh, you know it's definitely something that they benefit from, and, and we're very fortunate to have Pro come back every off season and work with our guys. Do you get the sense at all that there is a, a bit of a changing momentum towards major league teams coming to Alberta to, at the very least, take a look at the the talent available? I mean, you're now a, 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 an associate scout now with Washington Nationals. I mean, there's there's certainly at least some interest to see, hey, what's going on north of the border. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's 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 growing every single year. I mean, obviously, there's you know, there's some uh, some guys that you know go every year top ten rounds out of this country, but they're starting to see that there's you know more than just those guys. And, and between you know our program and Vauxhall and you know Langley Blaze has been doing it for a very long time. The Ontario Blue Jays and, and some of those other academies out there. You know, the guys that might not be on Team Canada, they're starting to realize, hey, these guys got some tools too. And, and they're definitely showing more interest. And I think that's why you're seeing more than just those Team Canada players getting drafted each year out of this country is because, you know, the major league organizations are getting their guys to come up north of the border and see what's up here. And and there's definitely, uh, you know, kids all around the country that can play and could potentially be a draft pick, you know, maybe not the top 10 rounds, but, you know, the, that talent level is here, and, and uh, you know, they're starting to see that. When it comes to your gig with the Nationals, what are you keeping an eye out for? What kinds of things or what kinds of players are you kind of tapping into and going, hey, that might be somebody that we should look at uh, further on down the road? Uh, basically, you know, any time we're playing a game or somebody's at our place, uh, I'm constantly evaluating the other team's arms their hitters, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, just with talking with the, the guy, uh, Scott Ramsey's name, uh, that's who I'm the associate for. Um, you know, the Nationals, typically, they like the college hitters, position players more than the high school kids because you, you, know, you have a little bit better understanding of what you're going to get mm-hmm. um, versus, uh, you know, some major league organizations like to get them young kind of thing. But, uh you know, with the college team here as well, I'll definitely be attending a lot more home games whenever possible to try and keep tabs on uh, on the guys that are playing in the, the Western Canadian Baseball League now. Um, but basically anybody that, that I see that, you know, catches my attention, whether it be, you know, velocity or the kid can run, impressive round of BP or whatever, you know, basically I just keep notes every time I see them and and, uh, you know, try and keep track of their progression. I am curious, what does catch your eye? Well, with, uh, with pitching, uh, you, can, you, can't, you can't really get around, uh, you know, the fastball. Uh, you know, you gotta, if, if you've got a plus fastball kind of thing, that, that's def- definitely going to catch my attention and, and any other scout's attention. Uh, how does the arm work? Uh, what's he built like? Does he pass the eye test? Uh, does he compete on the mound? Uh, does he compete in the, in, in the batter's box? Does he put together good at-bats? Does he make adjustments? Can he turn on a 90-mile-an-hour fastball? Um, bat speed, all that sort of stuff. How much of it is mental as well? I know in talking to different people is, you know, you can be the most athletic kid in the world, but if you don't have the mindset or the, uh, you know, the personality to go along with it, sometimes that can come at your detriment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, talent is just that. It's talent. And, and without without that mentality of, of you know, I'm, I want to make sure that the other team knows I'm the best player kind of thing or, you know, playing with a chip on your shoulder, I mean, it doesn't really do a whole lot of good when it comes to actually being able to play in a game. Uh, so the makeup part of things is definitely big. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, if you're throwing 95 and even if it's going to the backstop at times, uh, you know, you're going to get more attention than the kid throwing 85. But, uh, you know, the makeup is it's 
the biggest separator, I think. It's one of the quickest ways you can separate yourself from one of the one of the dudes to a supposed-to-be kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I am curious. We've talked a little bit about Caesar. We've talked a little bit about Aiden, but I'm uh, and I don't want you to pick your favorite kids here at the same time too. But it, when you're going down the list of guys that you have through Dogs Academy right now, what names stick out to you that you're like, "Yep, those guys are going to be players just like those two? Uh, Michael McDowell, uh, you know, definitely a very dynamic athlete. Uh, has the ability to be able to hit the ball out, works the count, handles the barrel. Uh, plus defender in the outfield, and then uh, Ricardo Sanchez is another one. He get he'll get overlooked a lot, but when you get the you get to watch him play every single day, uh, you know there might not be a better player in our program. He you know he just doesn't. He's five six and one hundred and eighty pounds soaking wet, and but he just he gets it done. And uh, you know he's de- he's definitely a special talent. He's a he's a twenty twenty. Uh, graduate, so he'll be graduating the program next year. Um, Kendall Keller is another one, uh, you know, plus defender, crazy bat speed. Uh, Nicholas Trombley, possibly one of our most toolsy players. Um, you know, he can hit. He can hit for power. Can run a sub six six consistently. Uh, he's got a plus arm. He's throwing at ninety from the outfield before. Um, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of talent uh, up and down the roster, but every one of those uh, guys I just listed, among some of our even the younger guys like Dryden House or uh, Martin Dang, uh, any one of them could win the game for you, kind of thing. One final question for you: What does it mean to you to be able to give back to the game that you were able to play for as long as you were? and to watch the progression of some of these young talents from you know the ages of 13, 14, to see them graduate and to do bigger and better things as some of the, the aforementioned names that you've thrown out there already? Well, you know, it's something that uh, I think all of our coaches on staff take a great deal of pride in, is being able to kid, give the kids an opportunity such as the ones we had, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, college or professional baseball or, you know, becoming an engineer kind of thing. Uh, you know, once your college career is over with, you know, once you're a dog, you're always a dog. Uh, we keep tabs with our players. We try and talk to them regularly and, and uh, you know, just make sure that, you know, life is treating them good, not just baseball. And, and, and I think I think that's just, uh, you know, one of the most important things is, is getting the kids to understand that, you know, baseball is really no different than the game of life. Uh, we teach a lot of life lessons. It's just baseball happens to be the motor. And, uh, you know, you can take a lot away from this game and teaching them those sorts of things. Uh, and, and then when they finally, when they do start to buy in and they start to, you know, see the things we're talking about coming to fruition, it's, it's, uh, it's something pretty special. And, and a lot of uh, lifelong relationships are formed out of it. Always appreciate the insight. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We now head south to Vauxhall Academy, where Les McTavish will be keeping a watchful eye on the draft. While he is an area scout for the Seattle Mariners, he's focused right now on finishing up the Jets' season and getting his players ready for the next level, which might include a call for some from the pros. Les, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Joe, for having me. Let's start off talking about the MLB draft and how closely are you going to be watching it this year? 
Well, it's always one of those things that's intriguing, you know, you know, in particular this year, I think Adam uh, has, has had a good spring and, and hopefully gets an opportunity to be drafted. And, and then we have uh, a couple other guys that, you know, may have a chance and, and then a couple former players that uh, maybe maybe on the board uh, come draft day. So it's exciting, and uh, it's always something that you you look forward to, and you look forward to to uh, for the kids to get opportunities. So and be rewarded for all their hard work. Before we get into some of the players, I am curious when it comes to the draft, and especially those who have a chance or a likelihood of getting drafted. Do you? coach them through it in a sense do you talk to them at all about it and the expectations and how it all goes or do you let them sort of feel it out and do it all on their own no you you try to help them through the process and you know my biggest thing as a coach is you know to be able to help manage their daily workload and to be able to help position themselves that they're able to perform every time they get on the mound or or playing or hitting or whatever it may be and um Ultimately, it can be overwhelming, and it is overwhelming. It should be like it's if you've never been drafted before, it's hard to understand some of the pressures that come with it. But yeah, I, you know, we just try to offer as much support as we can, and uh, try to to answer questions where we can. If we know the answer, if we don't, then we go get the right answer for them. And uh, they also have, you know, they rely on their family a lot. Uh, some may have an advisor, uh, so that could help them through the process as well. Any favorite stories over the last number of years you've been involved with Foxhall when it comes to kids being drafted and things that just stand out as, oh, that was something different or unexpected? Well, I'll tell you what, in 2009, uh, we had six draft picks, four current and two former players. So, you know, that was that was pretty unique and, and exciting. And, uh, you know, each year there's surprises, Uh you know, I don't know if we've ever had somebody taken considerably higher than we expected, um, but it is something that's always exciting just to follow, not just for Vauxhall players, but, you know, for kids from Alberta or, or from Canada in general. Talk a little bit about Adam Macko, first and foremost. I know he's been on a lot of radars, uh, especially here in Canada, and he's a young kid, but uh, brings a, a wealth of talent to the mound. Yeah, you know, Adam... Adam uh, you know, he's been a high performance guy. He's been one of the best guys in, in Alberta for a number of years. And he would probably be even more uh, known nationally if, if he was a Canadian citizen playing on the Canadian junior national team. But he, uh, you know, Adam, he's a special individual. And, he, you know, he's a great pitcher on the field. But I'll tell you, there's nobody that works harder off the field, whether it's in the weight room or his sleep habits or his eating or getting up early or going to bed early or just all the sacrifices that he's went through in his career to get to this point. Hopefully he can finish off strong. He's got a couple more outings before the draft and everything that he gets, he's certainly earned. And, and uh, you know, he, he's, if you pulled anybody that's played with them in Vauxhall for the last three years, every one of them would say he's as hard a worker as anybody we have. What impresses you the most about a, a kid like that, especially as you mentioned, he's not a Canadian citizen. He came here, and, and his story we've talked about in the past, but he's certainly a, a kid who has really bought into what you guys are doing, one, but two, is just into the baseball lifestyle. Yeah, you know, Adam, you know, I, I always talk to, to our players and, and to people about that you either can like baseball or you can love baseball or baseball can be your life, and to me, Adam, baseball is his life. He loves to compete. He likes to 
but it's not just baseball. It's everything that goes with being a student athlete, whether it's academically or in the weight room or socially with community members or his classmates who might not be in the baseball academy. And, you know, he embodies what it means to to be a student athlete and a high performance athlete. And, you know, he's bought into all of it. He's been raised really well. His mom and dad have did an exceptional job. And, it's, you know, he's had a lot of coaches along the way that have did a great job with them. And, you know, we're just reaping the benefits for the last three years of, of all the hard work he's put in. How do you prep a kid like that for what might be coming down the road, not just when it comes to an MLB draft, but obviously post-secondary, that kind of thing? There are some expectations with that. There are some thought processes. I mean, you even look at him being ranked as one of the top Canadians in the country. What do you? T- how do you coach him through that process and make sure that you know he, he keeps at it with an even keel and an even head? It's funny. We don't talk a lot about it. We don't talk a lot about the draft. We don't talk a lot as a program. We don't talk about rankings. We don't talk about, we just talk about things that we can control and things that we can do on a daily basis to continue to get better. We, as a program, as a whole, we very rarely talk about it. We never talk about rankings or things of that nature. We just talk about the process and believing in the process and trying to get better every day. And, you know, real soon here when we get done playing, um, May 29th, we play the Bulls. That's the end of our regular season. Things will change for Adam a little bit. He'll probably take a week off and get through the draft. And um, that'll certainly, you know, take over his life a little bit more than it is today. But right now we don't talk a ton about it. We just make sure we get ready for his next start, which is Friday night in Missoula. And as soon as Friday night's over, we'll worry about Wednesday trying to get ready to pitch against the Bulls. So um, I think that's the best way to handle it with young kids is to try to not – think about the the unknowns or the maybes and just worry about the things that you can control and that's uh you know each and every day you go about your business Mm -hmm. from uh, another guy that is getting uh, a little bit of attention especially stateside and a former player of yours josh bergman has turned a lot of heads what does he bring to the table you know josh is similar to adam josh was just a three-year player with Foxhall, and you know from the time he was in the 10th grade until the 12th grade he was dominant every aspect of the game and you know josh now fast forward he's in his third year of university and he's pitching for the huskies and josh is explosive he's got a big big fastball he's got a great breaking ball and the thing with josh and it's the same with adam they have a really really high compete level when they get the ball on the mound they are competing they're putting everything they have into every pitch and they're going to leave it all out on the field and you know, Josh, I'm real proud of Josh. You know, he went through Tommy John surgery and came out the other end well. And, but that took a lot of hard work, and, and not just physically, but mentally. And, and uh, every accolade or every uh, great outing or anybody talking to him in publications, he certainly earned it. Because any as anybody knows that's went through a surgery, you know, it's a hard grind. And, and uh, not just on the physical end, but also on the mental aspect. Has his level of success, particularly down in college, uh, surpassed your expectations at all? Uh, I, I don't think the success level, because I thought he was as good as anybody coming out of high school. Um, the velocity, maybe. The velocities continue to climb the whole way. And, you know, it, no, it doesn't surprise me. You know, Josh, Josh, uh, he threw a no-hitter when he was a 10th grade at Boxall um, mm-hmm. against a good program. So, you know, hit... Uh, it doesn't surprise me. He, he's he's had the the ability since uh, since he was young to to go out and compete, to find a way to win, 
too, and he's always had some talent. But you know, he he's the type of kid I, that he just leaves everything on the field. So, does it surprise me? Maybe to a degree, but the other side of it, it, it nothing surprises me with Josh. He's he's gifted. He's he's got a, he's great at his craft. And he's got a bright, bright future, and uh, I look forward to watching him hopefully someday on TV. When it comes to that top end and where they might hit their ceiling for both Adam and Josh, where do you see it, and what do they need to do to make sure they get up to that next level and get into pro ball before too long? Well, you know, I'm certainly not an expert at it, but I can tell you this, that, uh, you know, anything short of pitching on TV someday, both would be disappointed. You know, when I talk about Adam, you know, he, from the time he was in the 10th grade throwing 80 miles an hour, talked about pitching on TV and not just pitching on TV in the big leagues, but being a, being a mainstay and and being an all-star. And I thought he was crazy when he talked about that when he was young, but maybe, maybe he wasn't. And, you know, Josh is the same way. You know, I, I think if you do, or if they do get an opportunity to sign professionally, or if Adam goes to Purdue, um, I think it's important to understand that when you get to that next level, whatever that level is, that's when the hard work, everything resets, and that's when the hard work begins. And you you have a long road ahead of you, whether it's the college game or the pro game. And and uh, once you get that opportunity, you know you start over at zero, and and uh, you have an opportunity, and you have the ability to carve your own path and create your own future. You mentioned off the top that you have a your eye on a few different players heading into the draft. Who else should Alberta baseball fans be keeping an eye on heading into uh, the first week of June? Well, I think there's you know certainly a couple guys up in Okotoks, Caesar and and Micah that uh, um, maybe even Aiden Macris that um, have have the ability and and uh, certainly may get drafted. And and for Alberta's sake, the more kids that get drafted, the better. And, um, you know, down down with us, maybe Evan O'Toole, or there's a couple other guys that have had some interest from some some programs or some clubs. So you never really know, you know, the professional draft, and it's there's a lot of great players out there, and you just hope uh, kids get an opportunity, and if they get the opportunity, they make the most of it. So I'm excited about it. I think it's uh, I think Alberta's in um, in a great spot, and I think Alberta baseball in our province is continuing to get better and better. What does it mean to you to have some attention, not just on your program, but just on on some of the products that you've had come through, whether it be Josh or whether it be Adam or anybody else over the last you know, couple of decades here that have really uh, put a stamp on, on the game themselves? Uh, it means a lot. You know, um, you know, I think, you know, we've been a, hopefully been a small part of their success. And, you know, let's not forget that there's been a lot of other people that are a part of player success, too. And. Um, Adam and Josh had a lot of coaches that that helped them build and grow prior to coming to Vauxhall and you know Josh has had some great coaches since being at Vauxhall so you know you hope you're you you hope that you've been a a small part of their success and you hope that you've been able to give them something that has will help them in their career and you know ultimately you just sit back and watch and and uh, you try to give them everything you have and and then once it's their time to move on to bigger and better things you you hope you've your biggest thing is is you hope you've given them the ability to be successful and to be able to handle some adversity and the ups and downs of the game and um, yeah it's a lot of fun you know you you uh, and there's a couple other guys that are down in school that 
you know, maybe having some good years and you're just excited for them and you're excited about the possibility and the opportunities. Absolutely. A lot of those opportunities might be coming and knocking before too long. Les, do appreciate the time on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us as always. No, thank you very much, and uh, we appreciate and I know everybody in Alberta appreciates all you do for baseball in our province. We want to thank both Jeff and Les for their insights on the podcast this week. We will definitely be keeping you posted on all things MLB Draft as the selections are made, so follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you don't already. A big thanks as well to all of you for downloading and listening to the podcast. This has been the biggest month for the podcast so far, and it's all because of you. We'll be back on Monday with another episode. Until then, thanks again for all of your support of Alberta Dugout Stories.